0: This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope.
1: Hope.
2: Hello, welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. We are so delighted to have you here. As we study God's Word. I'm in the studio with our friends.
3: Gloria Osai Bafo.
2: And Frank Pukuboyen. My name is Emmanuel Lai. And we thank you so much for coming to the studio to study with us. We're we'll looking at the days of creation. That's one of the themes we want to use to interpret scripture. And I ask Frank to pray with us.
4: Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are with us. As we are entering your Word, we ask for insights from above. For ourselves and for our viewers and everybody who is listening to us, thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, I think, Gloria, I'll start with
2: you because we mentioned something about this, eh? more like things keep changing. A lot of things are changing. And we were saying something about this like like generation. I mean, things are changing so much nowadays that in recent years, people are beginning to look at the literal days of creation as something something different can you give us an insight to what the bible teaches on the subject of the days of creation
3: the bible teaches tells us that the world was created in seven days now the debate has been on as to whether the days were the literal days as we have Mm -hmm. and if we have really come to accept the bible's authority that whatever the bible says is true then that is exactly what the Bible says. In seven days did he create heavens and the earth and all the hosts in them and not years or whatever as people are now propounding. And some have been dwelling on God's word of daytime, time, uh, a year, denoting a day and all that. But, and that this world as we have now couldn't have been created in uh, 7 days but all what we know is it was created through the word and the word would be spoken and then the uh, items would appear and that would have been done within a day so the controversy that we are going about the bible tells us that the world was created in the 7 literal days that we have now
2: created in 7 literal days i remember there was a sermon i listened to and a preacher was saying that god took his time like an engineer even though it was a day he could have just said the whole word into being like that but I took time and then fashioned each day and it was 7 literal days Frank I don't know uh, do you want to add something to that about the number of days that God created
4: yeah God is the origin of everything we know that he is the one who gave a name to the first unit of time in fact he is the first person who gave the name to the first unit of time, and that is day. Right. We also understand that all the things that God did, if you read the scripture, it tells you God did this, this, that, 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 and the evening and the morning, and it was the first day. So all these are pointing to us that it is actually the literal day that God used in creation. Now, let me draw attention or let me take us back, uh, far away into the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, where the Bible says that in a twinkling of an eye, in fact, they ref- referring to the appearance of Jesus Christ, everything will change. If we have come to accept the authority of the scripture and we believe that in the twinkling of an eye, God will be able to change everything, then it is this same God. Who said that he used six literal days to create the universe? So, if you understand that one, what is the controversy about this one, too? So, for me, it is still the six literal days.
2: I think we are taking it out of context sometimes. Like, uh, you know, you mentioned that we're using the same Bible, a day standing for a year principle, and it's totally out of context to say God created in seven years or, or things like that. And um, I think our our focus should be that. We trust the God who spoke and he created it in seven literal days. And
3: the creation account states there was evening and then morning, day one. And that is what we have now. Sundown to sundown. Evening, morning, we count it as what? As a day. One day. And now there's clear evidence. Every calendar it consists of how many days? Seven days. So uh, the argument is neither here not there we accept the authority of the Bible, and everything around us also confirms what the Bible has already given us.
2: You're going to add something to that, Frank?
4: Yeah. You know, making emphasis or placing emphasis in the, on the number of days, If the evolution came, and we have the uh, the word in, to be uh, in, in being, where did we get? the number of days are seven. You understand? The number of days are seven emerged from God's action of creation. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven, and he rested, and everything has come to an end.
2: Thank you so much. I mean, it's so put simply, God created, and he created in seven Literal. these are the six days and then one day of rest I think as we go ahead in the study we'll get some more insight into that uh, all too soon we have to bring our program to an end here and I believe you've studied you've learned a lot I'll ask our sister Gloria to pray with us to bring the program to a close
3: Mighty father we are again grateful for your word to us today we thank you for having created us and made us part of your creation and that you love us so much continue to guide us as we go into your word throughout this week in jesus name amen
2: amen thank you so much our dear friends we have gloria and frank coming in my name is emmanuel your host we'll come your way tomorrow with some more study and we believe these studies will help you to enlighten you in the word of god until we do so tomorrow then my dear friend stay blessed
5: Hello, you are welcome to Pillow Talk. We have been with you for some time now and we have gone through some series of topics that I think is very educative and we have learned a lot from them. Today, we have another interesting topic. If you remember the last time we were searching for life partners and by God's grace, we were able to look through the factors that we should consider in searching for Today, we're going to look at how to relate with your spouse, and by extension, how to relate with your spouse, your spouse's relatives, in other words, your in-laws. And as we do every day, my panel members are ready on the seats. I will introduce them to you as usual. We have Madame Jemima Oppen Madame, Madam, you're welcome once again Thank to you. Pillow Talk. Madam Ajoa, you're welcome. Thank you. And Madame Patience, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Anytime you call on you, you avail yourselves. God bless you for that. As I told my listener out there, how do you relate with your spouse and your spouse's relatives? Very interesting topic. I want you to help us to understand these things. We have searched for partner. We have done courtship, shape, dating, and all that. Finally, let's say that by God's grace, we have our partners. How do we relate with them? Is there anything that we have to do in order to have a healthy relationship? relationship. I want to begin with you, Madam Patience. Thank you. As Christians, okay. the Bible teaches us to relate to ourselves very well okay. in marriages. All right. Paul admonished my married couples. Ah, okay. uh, he said that uh, husbands should love their, their wives, wives. Yeah. and then the wives should Such submit. Like to their husbands. Okay. To their husbands. So I believe wherever there is love there is respect, and there submission. is trust, everything okay. making it so possible for the woman to for her to also submit to the husband. Okay. If there is no love, if even the woman is submissive, you won't even notice it. Mm.
6: Oh, okay. At
5: the same time, if you are not submissive, you will not even recognize the love. So just as the Bible says As couples, we need to love each other, be submissive to each other, respect each other. And I'm sure when you're able to do that, there will be peace and happiness in the world. You have mentioned love. You have mentioned submission. You have mentioned um, respect. respect. I think Jimama... want to add something, even though she's not married.
7: She has been reading a lot of (laughs) married
5: books.
7: (laughs) To add to what uh, Madam Patience said, Uh, so as women we are supposed to submit and then men are supposed to love and I think based on the earlier submissions that we've had about the love language if you are a man and you truly really know your wife's love language and you do exactly what she wants Mm -hmm. I bet you if you tell her to go to the moon and come back she'll do it for you it's such an automatic instinct that I think God put in women that when a man is is able to please what satisfy you you just return you Reciprocate the love in a very loving and kind way when that isn't happening in the home and i think that's when the woman then does not become so submissive Mm -hmm. and there's that conflict Mm -hmm. and it's it's we often hear that the woman is not respectful the woman is this but then you are the man of the house you're supposed to command certain things to act well in the home are you doing your part well? Because if God says you are supposed to do it and you do it well, I believe the other part will work. Because well, so if it doesn't work, God won't say it that way. Okay. So if you're, your wife is disrespectful, meaning you are the cause, th- th- there's something you are not that also laughing right. well. That okay. is why something is happening. Anyway, that
5: is also another topic for another day. We will <laughs> see whether it goes like that. Madam Angela, you want to come in. Yes, we are okay. looking so at how to create a healthy relationship.
6: Communication oh, okay. is okay. very, very okay. important. Okay. It's the lifeline of the oh, marriage. you need to talk discuss things that are bothering you things you want to happen so make sure you are open with your communication in a respectful way anyway you have to communicate about your sex life Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's possible one might not be very happy with the way it's going so discuss it so that you do it the right way for everybody to enjoy discuss about your children, education discuss about even the way you want to take care of your kids parenting, discuss your future development, anything that can make the two of you thrive in the home as the lord wants you to you have to discuss it another important thing we can do is to spend quality time Time together together. now we are so stressed with work sometimes you go for work in the morning come back Mm -hmm. in the night Mm -hmm. but at least sometime you should find some quality time to spend with a man alone so you can send a case to a friend okay Or some family members, and then you go out, find something you like doing together. Okay, Okay, say take a walk together if you both enjoy that, or you can go to a park, have time, pray, and then discuss about your lives. You can even go a weekend out, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ah, some cool places like uh, Christian Village, or if you can afford that, anyway, you don't have to do something beyond your budget. So you can plan this thing in a month or within three months. We will go out certain times okay. it's it sort of brings some life Into to your relationship. It helps, yeah, Jimmy, you want
5: to add
7: yes, uh in terms of the communication, it's very important, as uh Madame Ajoa is also saying, and as she said, i don't know, I think with Western culture, intentionally holidays are planned, okay. like automatically married yes. couples they they are working and they are leave it's a holiday. We have to take it together, mm-hmm. we've planned a place, we go together. But But it's not common with us Africans. But then I think we can also find our own way Mm -hmm. that we can do it. If it's Christmas time, that's going to visit the village, but you go with your spouse. Just find something that you do in your house. Mm -hmm. And not only with your spouse. When the children too are there, you do it with them. Because sometimes... Uh, growing up in an African home, you never go anywhere. You never go anywhere. Holidays are <laughs> in, but we are still in the house. Oh, Can we go somewhere? At least. Yes. And another thing to add is uh, you also have to work on your appearance when you are married. Yes, um, yes, yes, as a yes, single yes. young person, okay. um, the reality is there are several married people that still approach us. Oh, okay. And of course, it shouldn't be so. But most of them complain about how their wives have let go.
5: It's not right for them to do that. Sometimes we think that because we are already married. I mean, anything and it, goes. Yes, okay. But mm-hmm.
7: it shouldn't be so. And this isn't only for the ladies. It's also for the men. Yes. You cannot just let yourself go just like that. Mm-hmm. So same things. What attracted both of you together... The That's physical really, attributes. Yeah. I think both of you should intentionally work on it. When kids come in, we all know that it changes things. But it's your intention. Mm-hmm. You really want mm-hmm. to keep being healthy and strong. You need to look physically. attractive. Yes. No, especially the lady.
5: Before your husband. No. You <laughs> want to add? Oh, do you wanna know why you said that? All right.
6: So we also have to keep our physical intimacy alive. All right, okay. Interestingly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about sex here. Yes. Sex is good anyway, however, we do have other physical intimacies that can also make everybody fulfilled, like touching affectionately, like caressing sometimes, not necessarily ending into sex. And then we can also hug because some people have been married for a while and they've stopped hugging. So, keeping physical intimacies alive wouldn't even make one go out. But we should remember it's not just limited to sex, yeah. mm. but anything that makes mm-hmm. one or the other party
5: happy okay. in the marriage. In fact, we can't finish with this topic, I think so. We can't, but before we go, Madam Patience, add something so yes, that, I also uh, want to add that as you live as couples, mm-hmm. it's very important to appreciate each other, okay? Yes, when somebody, some, one, one person does something and it needs appreciation you need to you have to do that yeah, at the same comment. time if there is a, you should learn to say thank, thank you, you, you for any little thing that is, a person and, do for you yeah. and also must also learn to practice honesty okay. in the marriage Okay. sometimes there is something small very little something but if you fail to accept Uh, maybe it can can lead to something else Uh so we need to be honest in our marriages too all right trust me we will come back we will come back to this same topic and we will finish with the other issues listener out there it has been pillow talk, and the topic has been how to relate well with your spouse and your spouse's relatives we are not yet done so stay tuned there and we'll come your
0: way another time Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. Plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Radio GH at gmail.com dot at gmail you can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. We have another segment for you and that is Present Truth.
1: Dear one, welcome to Present Truth where the word of God is shared with you. I am Pastor Stephen Opukwari. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we give you praise and adoration for this wonderful day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for life. We ask that even as we open your holy book, you shall descend in your spirit and give us meaning and understanding. Use me as a servant, O Lord, and let your will be done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Friends, today I want us to discuss a very important topic, even as we go through problems and troubles worldwide. And my topic is passing safely through troubled waters. How do we pass safely, even when we are under pressure, when everything, our side, is not in the best of Ship that we want. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2, the Bible tells us this When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. That is the word of God. As a Christian, no matter what, we have troubles and sorrows. Our Lord and King, however, tells us to expect these things. Yes, in every situation in our life, We must be bold enough to face our challenges. In fact, in the book of Acts chapter 14, verse 22, the Bible says, and I read, we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Friends, no one will go to heaven, no matter who you are, if you don't go through trials and temptations and troubles. So, No matter what we are going through, the Lord is assuring us with his presence. In fact, as a Christian, that is what we must expect. It prepares us, it builds us, and it helps us to face the world equally and give honor to our God. However, in all these troubles and temptations and trials and diseases, the Bible assures us God gives us so many promises. In fact, the Bible says, when you are passing through waters, I will be with you. That worth word-knowing. If you know that in your troubles and in your temptations, in your trials, in your diseases, in your hopelessness, the Lord God is with you. It is very, very encouraging and gives hope to us. For we all pass through troubles waters as we journey on to eternity. No human being under this sun goes a day without troubles, but our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us the assurance that as we go through these troubles, which are sicknesses, afflictions, unemployment, temptation, loss of money, disappointment, and loss of friends, The Bible says that God is with us. Yes, we should not be troubled. Our God is a powerful God. Our God is a loving God. And he says that in our troubles, he is with us. We never have to doubt this justice of God. That he is with us and his faithfulness shall endure forever. His word can be trusted. And so once he says that he is with us, even as we go through troubles and trials and temptations, as the world is going through now, COVID-19 is scaring us. We are all afraid. But the Bible says that God is with us. When we pass through these troubled waters, God promises to be with us in our sicknesses and in our afflictions. He promises to be our help. He is the only help in times of trouble and need. No matter what we are facing, we may be having troubles upon troubles day in, day out, but his hand of mercy will be with us and heal us. That is his word and his promise. Amid the misfortunes of life, when life seems to be crashing on us, when there is unemployment, when we don't have anybody to trust, the Bible says God is ready to help us and to give us hope. If only we shall trust him. Friends, I want to encourage you this day that no matter what you are going through, no matter the scare that is out there, COVID-19, President, scientists, economists, people are doing all they can, but it seems there is no hope. But I want to encourage you this day that the Lord is gracious unto us. His word is sure. We can draw hope from it in those hours in which we feel as though we are not a friend in the world the lord jesus christ draws nigh as our companion he comes closer and helps us he comes closer and gives us some form of cheer he comes closer and with his word gives us comfort and to show us that all these things shall come to pass one day no matter what, his divine power, his divine will, his grace, and his mercy are there for us. And so, Isaiah said it right when he says that if you are going through waters, no matter your problem, no matter your predicament, no matter the afflictions, yes, COVID-19 is attacking and it's attacking and it's attacking, but I want to assure you that with the Lord in your home, with the word of God in your heart, if you trust him, you may not only avoid it, but you shall also overcome it, even if you are attacked. This is word knowing that as the heaven is high above the earth, So great is his mercy to us as every day. As he has been with us in our yesterdays, I want to assure you that he will be with us in our tomorrows. He is ready for us. This is what I want to leave you with, that the Lord says he is with us, no matter our troubles and our trials. It is my prayer that we shall have hope in this God. We shall trust his word and he is ready to save us. Friends, I pray that no matter your troubles, the Lord shall be with you and you will take Him as your king and Lord. Let us pray, Our Father in heaven, I give you praise and adoration, and I want to thank you so much for this wonderful weather that has come in this type of trouble and trial for the whole world. Lord, be our healer. Father, help us, and let us have faith and hope in you. We thank you for an answered prayer in the name of jesus christ our lord amen once again i am pastor stephen opukwari thank you very much for listening
0: we would like to hear from you so call us on the number plus +233501561849 plus +233501561849 you can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum, Kumase, Ghana, West Africa for AWR Ghana, I am Belle. May God bless you.
1: AWR Ghana,
2: voice of hope.